Goeiemorgen, Jasjen. So'n bykie Afrikaans in die mengsel inbring. Vir die slag. Would you guys be okay if I preach in Afrikaans today? <laughs> yes. Where's Penny? <laughs> you know, Google Translate. No, I'm just joking. Good morning, everybody. It's, it's, it's nice to see you all this morning. Um, a lot of new faces. Um, so, my name is Donny. I'm one of the leaders... Josh in Brackenfell, my lovely wife Angelique, my daughter Danae, I've got two other daughters, the younger ones are in the class and they're learning about Jesus and uh, it's really great to, to have you here this morning if you're a guest or a visitor for the, for the first time or second time or third time, um, that's one of the big reasons why we do what we do and uh, so you'll see, you'll notice that obviously mentioned that Roland and the team is not here, they've took a team to Hermanus, and they're out there um, doing what God has called them to do. So please keep them in your prayers, and pray for salvations, and that God will do something special there. Um, and so we're really trusting for that. So the last couple of weeks, there's, there's been a preaching on wells, about digging the wells, and the depth of the wells, and um, the fullness of the wells and how different wells look. And uh, um, this morning, I want to bring something that I was convicted of this last month or so. That God's just been dealing in my heart with, and I, and I feel that God wants to deal with us as a body, with it as well. Because a lot of people that I speak to, not just only in the church, when I speak to them, I just hear how busy they are and the pace that they're going at, and they can't keep up. There's so many things going on. Um, is there any of you here this morning like that? Okay, I see a couple of hands. And so, Justine, I'm going to give you a couple of options for the, for the heading for, this, for, the, for, the, for the project this morning. And um, I was convicted of the speed that I'm living my life at. And so this morning I thought, okay, maybe I'll call the sermon The Need for Speed. Um, and my wife said, no, no, maybe call it um, Exceeding the Speed Limit. And then I add, well, maybe yeah, it will lead to an empty well. Not a wallet, but empty well. And so maybe this is the one you can go with. This is high speed, empty wells. So you can decide. But it's something that I've been convicted of, and I know a lot of people are going through the same things. And it's just been interesting what's been happening over this last two years with the pandemic and the after effects of it. And so, but before I go into that, if you can put up that first scripture, Genesis 33, verses 13 to 14. And it says, but Jacob said to him, my Lord knows that the children are weak. And the flocks and the herds which are nursing are with me. And if men should drive them, say drive. Are you guys awake? Say drive. If men should drive them, hard one day, all of the flock will die. Please let my Lord go on ahead before his servant. I will lead on slowly at a pace which the livestock that go before me and the children are able to endure until I come my Lord in Seir. And I'll get to that in just a moment, but March 2020, the pandemic was declared. 
And all of us were told to go into isolations for two, three, couple of weeks so that this thing can just slow down. And three weeks became a month. A month became two, became three, a year. We're almost on two years, and we don't know what's going to happen thereafter. And so everybody's lives was, was just thrown way out. And the mental health institutions, many mental health institutions declared that the long-term effects and the damage of physical health and mental health is going to be far greater than the actual pandemic itself. In other words, we are living in the second pandemic, which is the after effects of the first pandemic. That's what they are reckoning. And so there's lots of studies that was done. Um, shows that 60% of people are experiencing undesired weight. 41% have gained more weight than they have intended. 60% of people are not sleeping like they used to. Who's not sleeping like they used to? I see a couple of hands. 35% sleep less and 32% sleeps more. Bless your soul. Who's sleeping more? Well done. Sure. I'm jealous. 22% are drinking more alcohol to deal with the stress. 47% of those born between 1997 and 2012, their mental health have worsened. More than 50% of employees are planning to look for a new job. The economy has, shr the economy has shrunk, joblessness have worsened, and so we are facing very unprecedented times. People lost their businesses, people that I know, they've lost their jobs, lost family members and it's just heartbreaking when you're actually going through that and I know some of you this morning have lost family members You've, there's, there's things that was lost more teenage suicides happen than teenagers dying from the pandemic can you believe that? What about all the laws that are being brought into, the, the new laws that are camping, coming in? What about the things that are shoved into our schools that are forced onto our children? And then there's pro and anti-vaxxers. And can you understand where I'm going with this whole thing of what's been happening and, and what we're living in? And we're living in the after effects of the pandemic. And what's at cause is that people's pace have just gone through the roof. People are living at a speed that is just not sustainable. And what's going to happen if you continue going at a speed that's not sustainable? You're going to burn out. So all of what is happening is taking a toll on our lives. So how do we find peace in our lives at the speed that we're currently going at? How do we dig our wells deeper and keep them fuller? Keep them stronger? And this is where I want to come back to that scripture. Jacob is our example. And because Esau came to him and said, listen, your family, your livestock, I want to accompany you. I want to take you. I want to go with you. And I want my men to take them to the place where we need to be. And Jacob said, I can't allow that. Because he says, if men were to drive, they would die. 
And so I want to look at some principles out of that this morning and that we can apply to our lives um, in this time that, we, that we're going through. And I hear a lot of people that are saying, but um, we, just, we just want to go back to, to normal. Who wants to go back? Don't put up your hands. Who wants to go back to normal? If I had to ask the question, who wants to go back to normal? That's a trick question because I don't want to go back to normal. I want to go back into the more of what God has for us. I want to go into what the Lord is leading us into. Not, I don't want, if, you, if you go back to the normal, you go, back, you go backwards. And I want to go into the supernatural. I want to go into evangelism. What has God got for us? What has God got for you? I don't want to go back to normal. And I hope that after this morning that you also don't want to go back to normal. You want to go into the fullness of what God has for you. Whatever that might look like. So one of the principles is, Jacob said, I won't allow your men to drive. So my question this morning is, are you led or are you driven? Because if we're not led by the Spirit, we will end up being driven by the flesh. Uh, Tian, you were talking to me this morning about all the things that is out there that is just keeping you occupied. And, and so that's being driven by the flesh. Jacob said if, we're meant to dri- if men were to drive, God doesn't want you to be driven. We live in a culture where respect is shown to people who are driven, who are accomplishing things, who are getting things done. And, and the ones that are the loudest... The question is, what are they driven by? Even in the church, I've seen it in churches. The ones that are on the worship and they're the loudest, not in, not in, not in Brackenfold, Justin, just I've, I've seen it in, in general. Yeah, and the one that preached the best preach, and they, 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 they look at who's preaching the best preach. Listen, if myself, Johanre, Luke, Roland come up here to be in competition who preaches the best preach, you're in the wrong church. We don't want to preach. I don't want to hear people coming and say, listen, this was a great preach. What I want to hear is, God has done this in my heart today. He's changed this in my life today. Then God is at work. God is at work. And then people that are the quietest in church are, being, uh, are seen as, oh, they're frail and they're weak. No. Sometimes they are the people that's more led by the Spirit. And so we're in a body of believers where we operate differently. But we all want to be in a place where we are being led and not being driven. Amen? Being driven is actually unhealthy. Do you know that in the Bible, the only time that God drove was when he drove out enemies? He never drove his children. He led his children. If something drives you, there's a problem. We drive a car. We don't drive our families. We don't drive our children. If you take your children to the park or somewhere and you drive them, you've got to come up. We're going to pray for you. We, we, we don't drive. We lead. We're always in a place where we lead and we lead out of a place of being led. 
And so if you can put up that scripture of Job 18, 18. It says, he is driven from light into darkness and chased out of the world. Numbers 32, 21. At the end there, it says, until he has driven out his enemies before him. Isaiah 8, 22. Then they will look at the earth and see trouble and darkness, gloom of anguish, and they will be driven into darkness. Only time God drove out was when he drove out the enemy. If you are being driven, you will only be, you will only be driven into the darkness, not into the fullness of what God has got for you. So the question this morning might be for you where you are at is, what are you driven by? And I believe that God is this morning are speaking to each and every single one of us. What is driving us? What is keeping us away from Him and our relationship with Him? Because if you are driven, how do you drive a car? You get in. Driven means an external force pushing a passive object. So it means you are the external force, you get in the car, you put foot to the metal, and you hoi. There's a couple of guys that know how to do that in Brackenfell. And in Cryfontaine, they've got that drukfin. You know what a drukfin is? What's, what's a drukfin in English? Spoiler. Yeah. You just gave yourself away. <laughs> but you get in and you drive, you put foot to the metal and you drive. It's a, it's a, it's a passive object being driven by an external force. If you are driven, you are driven by an external force. But as Christ followers, we are not passive objects. As Christ followers, we are not driven. As Christ followers, we are led and we participate and we involve ourselves. We are not driven and forced and pushed. We are being led. And when we are being led by God, we want to participate. And we want to grow into a deeper relationship with our Father. I love that song this morning that we sang. I'm so in love with you. I believe God was doing something in that song this morning. It was just a special moment. And we need to come back to that. I'm so in love with you. I, need, I want to spend time with you. Being led implies a participation from a disciple. Exodus 13, verses 21. says, And then the Lord went before them by day in, in a pillar of cloud to lead. Say lead. You guys awake? All right. To lead the way and by night in a pillar of fire to give them light. So as to go by day and night. Psalm 25, verses 5. Lead me in your truth and teach me. Revelation 7, 17. For the Lamb who is in the midst of the throne will shepherd them and lead them. Say lead. Lead them to living fountains of water. Can you see the difference between driving, being driven, and being led? God leads us. 
If anything drives us, it will drive us into darkness. I'm not saying it's not good to, 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 to do well, that to want to be successful, to want to do that. But if you're doing it outside of God, and if you're doing it at a different speed, then when God wants you to go, it's not from God. If you are being driven and you go at a speed that is outside of the grace of God, you're going to go before people. You're going to go before your wife. You're going to go before your children. You're going to go before your relationships, before your friends, and you're going to end up what? Alone. You might be successful with no one around you. No relationship with a father or a false relationship with a father. If you are driven, you'll get more anxious. You get snappy. You get angry. I'm not picking on you, Andre. I'm just, it was part of the, not before you, it was part of the message. And, and you get irritated. And, and uh, things, you, you'll, notify, you'll notice in your life. There's times that I notice I'm very irritated. I'm very, and then Angelica's got to bring me down to earth. So listen, calm, just take a chill pill. Uh, there's times where I've been definitely been, been driven and that's why God in this last time he just came and he's still busy doing something in me God will lead you stop being a driver and start being a disciple stop being a car and start being a child if you feel overwhelmed and you feel under immense stress and you think things are going extremely crazy at a high speed, we need to ask ourselves the question, am I being led or am I being driven? Are you chasing almost everything that comes your way? And you see opportunities? And when, when you're in that space and you just, you just want to do everything, you know, I want to join this club, I want to be at this school, I want to do this, and, 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 and you, you just get so thinly spread. And then stress and anxiety comes. And then some people end up numbing themselves with, uh, with whatever, alcohol, and, and they, they snappy and they, they, they do things differently. Maybe you struggle to function without a lot of coffee. This coffee was brought to me before I, I came, so I thought I'm going to bring it up and and I'll, I'll, I'll use it and take a sip. Cheers. Some people can't folk, my business partner can't cope without many cups of coffee. And so there's nothing wrong with coffee. But if coffee drives you and it gives you the energy that you need, and then you're not being late. You are driven. I like coffee, by the way. I, I do like coffee. I have about, Angelique, two to three cups a day. If I'm good, I have two coffees. So don't, don't. So if your speed is not sustained by the grace of God, you need to ask yourself, who is driving you? Do you need to prove to people around you that you're better than them? I felt this morning as I just was, was asking the Lord to show me, I feel as people here this morning that words have been spoken over you when you were a child when you were younger, or maybe recently. And that words that was spoken over you 
have been driving you. I had words spoken over me when I was a child of my stepfather. And I was like, the words was, you will never, ever be able to. You won't achieve it. You won't, you won't. That's all, that was, all, that was, the, that was what stuck with me all the time. And that drove me. It drove me to prove to them that I'm not going to accept it. And I chased money. I chased success. And at 27, my marriage almost fell apart. My daughter was just born. And my life was out of control. And then God stepped in at the right time. I was driven by an external force. And then God started leading me, started guiding me. So I went from being driven to being led. Are you here this morning? Are there things from your past that is driving you? I feel God is saying this morning, He wants you to come back to Him. Come back under His grace. Come back under His love. And He will lead you. Where you will be able to extend forgiveness. And to live in a place where you're at peace. Driving leads to unforgiveness. Being led leads to forgiveness. Andre said this morning, Jesus, where he said that I will do it again. Where he felt that he said, God will say, well, I will do it again for you. What is driving you? Because God doesn't drive. He leads. He leads to still waters, to green pastures. He leads in a way that doesn't damage your soul. In a way that you don't lose your family. That you don't lose your children. That you don't lose your love for the church. He leads in a way that you don't stop going to church. He leads in a way that you don't stop tithing, that you don't stop participating, because if God leads you, you want to do it. Man, I want to go to church. I want to be with family. I want to be with those that God has placed in family. I want fellowship, and I'm a bit of an extrovert, so I, I definitely want it. But I want it because God is leading me. When God leads, there's a wholeness that takes place in your soul. But driving damages and destroys us. So I've said here, why is driving dangerous? Driving is dangerous because it's always done by force. Jacob said, if men were to drive, my family will die. Men drive, but the Spirit of God leads. And I want to say to you something, driving is hard. Being led is easy. Jesus said, my yoke is easy. If you find it difficult to be driving, I feel God is saying, come, come back to me. I want you to experience my love. I want you to experience my grace. Maybe you're struggling to experience it because you're going at such a speed that's outside of the grace of God. Amen? 
Maybe you just... This thing is a good thing if you use it correctly. But if you spend half an hour on Facebook and an hour on this and an hour on that and you can't even give 30 minutes to the Lord to grow in your relationship with Him, something else is driving you. You're being driven by external force, by men, by people, people who are paying for your attention. That's what this thing is. It's the world out there. It's the enemy that's paying for your attention. They're driving you. So God is not paying you for your attention. God wants to lead you, and He wants you to come to Him. This last month, I found myself spending more time with the Lord, listening to worship music, when I drive, I just pray. Just put on worship music. And there's just such a peace. that My life was going at such a speed, and everything was just being thrown at me. And I could look at different opportunities. But it would, would have meant taking me a, away from time of the Lord, taking me away from my family. And I had to prioritize. Man, recently I was sitting, we were at the dinner table. I was sitting on a Zoom call with an earphone in the one ear, and on with, with the thing on mute and the video of having dinner with my family. And I was convicted about that. I said, no, man, this, this you can't, you don't do that. I know you don't do that. I, I did it. And, but if those things take you away from the Lord, if it takes you away from the family, it's driving you. I really, I really hope that this morning... The Holy Spirit is convicting you that God wants to lead you. The Holy Spirit wants to lead you and He wants you to spend more time with Him. Because it's in that time where you, where you will find grace. You'll be able to live and God will supply to your needs. You, you might think, hey, if, I, if I leave these things, I'm, I'm going to have a problem and I won't be able to X, Y, and Z. But it's in those times when you spend more time with God, He gives grace. He gives more time. And he, he works supernaturally. He will make a way. So we need to examine our hearts today and honestly ask yourself, are you being driven or are you led? I said to, to Roland the other day, I really feel like God is telling me to slow down so that he can speed things up. I'm really, and I, and I sense this morning, God is saying the same thing to you. Slow down so that he can speed things up. Because if you slow down to his speed, there will be grace. Lately, I just believe as a church, as Bracken, as this congregation, and as Josh Chen, we're really living in the grace of God. Because things are happening. People are getting saved. The church is growing. We've, we've got our own youth ministry in Brackenfell now. Things are happening. We're trusting for, for more of God's grace. But if, if God's hand is on it, you li- we are living under the grace of God. Not because we want to perform and we want to be the best this and we want to achieve and we want to be the church in Brackenfell. We want to go where God leads us. And then God will do what he needs to do.
I mean, God wants to lead you. Driving will lead to death, to the death of your mental health, to the death of your family relationships, the death of your marriage. It will lead to some kind of death with your inter- intimacy with God because you don't need God to be driven. You don't need God to be driven. You need more time and you need more money. That's all you need to be driven. But God doesn't drive. He leads. And then he supplies the needs of those that fall under his grace. That spend time with him. Slow down so that he can speed things up. Don't jump for everything that is thrown your way. Look at your work situation. Don't be driven by your work. See your work as a gift from God so that he can be glorified. If you do, if you do that... You'll, you'll see amazing, amazing things happen in your work. See it as a gift. Where God guides, He provides. Maybe you should write that down. Or say that. Where God guides. Come, I want you to say it. Where God guides, He provides. Do you believe that? I have experienced God's grace in many of my big decisions. Things that I thought, hey, this is going to take a lot of time. When we stayed out in Paul, and we decided we're going to come to Brackenfell to be closer to the church, we thought, oh, it's going to be a couple of months. It's going to, it was like this. We had a meeting on Sunday. The Monday we started asking around the Wednesday night we found a place. Two weeks later, Angelique, two weeks later, we were in our house. And God just provided the time. He provided the money. He provided everything. So things that we think, hey, it's going to take time, God's going to come and He will provide. Our biggest decisions in our life as a family, I've seen the God, God's hand move mightily. When you refuse to be driven, only then can you lead. Jacob said, no. No, no, men won't drive my family. What is God showing you this morning that you two, you need to refuse? Because if you are driven, you can't lead your family. If you are driven, you can never be a leader. Because you will be the driver. You will drive your family, you will drive your, fami- your, your ministry, you will drive your life. And even as I said, even if, if you are successful, you will be alone. Jacob said he will not allow men to drive, he will lead at a pace that can be followed. So don't try to make things happen. Allow God to lead you at a pace that you can follow. Psalm 37, verses 23. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. Keep it up there. Keep, keep it up there. The steps of a good man. 
doesn't say the running of a good man. It says the steps of a good man. There is a certain speed that God wants you to go at this morning. God is hopefully showing you this morning what that looks like and what it is. And God says He delights. He delights in you if you go at a pace and you build your relationship with Him. You make time for Him. You spend time in His Word. You worship. He will provide. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord, and he delights in his way. It makes God happy when you delight in the Lord, and he makes a way. Even if pandemic hits, even if you lose your business, even if you lose your job or a family member, God says, if you delight in me, I delight in you. And verse 24 says, Though he fall, he shall not be utterly cast down, for the Lord upholds him with his hand. Regardless of what you go through, God is saying, if you delight in me, I will uphold you. Whatever you go through. So that very thing that God this morning is telling you to lay down. He's saying, lay it down because I will uphold you. Slow down. Get rid of the things that are distracting you from me. Make me your first priority. Because then things will start to fall in place. And even if things fall out of place for you, I will uphold you. Because it doesn't mean we're, gonna, we're not going to go through difficult times. It doesn't mean... Um, we're not going to lose loved ones. We live in a world where these things happen, but God says, I will uphold you. And he wants to uphold you. Jesus lived in a constant state of rest. Have you ever read in the Bible that Jesus ran? He never ran. He was never in a hurry. He used a walking animal. He didn't use a racing animal. A four by four camel. He used a walking animal. In fact, he walked so slow that the crowds could follow him. And that a woman with a blood issue could touch him. He slept in the storm. And he managed to do what God has called him to do. At the age of 33, Jesus accomplished what God wanted him to accomplish. Did the whole world get saved? No. But he accomplished what God wanted him to accomplish. And now sitting at the right hand of God, God says, well done, my faithful son. We need to allow the grace of God to guide our steps, the steps of a faithful man. How do I know if you're following, if you are following or if you are being led is the question that I want to ask. How do you know if you are following or if you are being led? It's actually very simple. Do you delight in the Lord? In the season that you're going through right now, do you delight in the Lord? 
regardless. Is there peace in your soul? There'll be a certain peace in you when you go through a storm. If I have to cut you open this morning and a storm comes out of you, even though there's no storm in Brackenfell, but that thing got to your mind. Somehow. Only God can give you that peace. If you're a husband, is your wife keeping up? If you're a father, is your children keeping up? Is your relationships keeping up? I want to say to you this morning, the peace of God is the indicator of the grace of God that is currently in your life. So if you've lost his peace, then you've lost his grace. And I want to end off with this. I feel God wants you to come back to him this morning. God wants you, if you're here this morning, you struggle with anxiety, you struggle with fear, you struggle with just things happening around you. God wants to shower you with his peace this morning. And I'm going to pray for us. Just now. So if you can just go to Colossians 3 verses 15, it says, And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to which also you were called in one body, and be thankful. The Amplified Version says, says this, Let the peace of Christ, the inner calm of one who walks daily with Him, to be the controlling factor in your hearts. So let the peace of God be the controlling factor in your heart. I want to say to you this morning, when Jesus stopped, miracles happened. I'm feeling this morning God is, God is asking you, you need to slow down, or you need to stop, because He wants to do something in your heart this morning, in your life this morning. What speed are you living at? Father, we just thank you this morning, Lord, that, that we could place ourselves under your word. Holy Spirit, this morning, we want to ask you to, to come and lead us the rest of this, this meeting. And so maybe why don't we all just stand?